most of us will spend Memorial Day weekend with our families, watching parades, picnicking, golfing, just doing the things we enjoy. To top off a perfect weekend, may we suggest you see our special holiday show. It's an exceptionally entertaining program. So plan to relax and spend a few enjoyable hours with the family at this theater during the Memorial Day weekend. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, thousands of fathoms beneath the sea, this is the Deep Dive Podcast. All ahead, one third. Off skull. Battle stations. Battle stations! Hello, divers! Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast, the first podcast to start serving the new Impossible Burger. <laughs> True. Have you had that? I have. We're going to talk, well, we can talk. Okay. Uh, I'm Tom Feeney, writer for Wank Shop Movie Magazine, available at Amazon.com. And with me here in the bathosphere is my fellow oxygen user, Manda. What the? It's a monkey. Is that what that was? It's a monkey. We thought that you had the hiccups or something. Anyways, my name is Manda. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you to everyone who actually made it through our last episode. It was a lot of fun for me. And I'm sorry, Tom. Yeah, th- this one's going to be scheduled before that episode, so we're not going to worry about that one. Oh, okay. Never mind. Because <laughs> Memorial Day is next Oh, yeah. We're doing Memorial Day. Yes, we are. I forgot. We, that's a... Well, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, Cha-ching. I almost missed that one. That was fun. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. But anyway, as, but as, I, as I said, the, yeah, the Impossible Burger. So... I just... I can't. No, no, no. Okay, so I was, I was incredibly skeptical about this, this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so the first time I had it, I was recently, uh, at Disney World Mm -hmm. and, uh, they were having the, at Epcot, uh, they were having the flower and garden festival and they have all these little kiosks where you can buy different like foods as you walk around. Sure. Uh, and one of them that I had this, um, it was almost like a, it was like a flatbread that had an impossible, like meatball with some like sauce or whatever on it. It almost like it was had like kind of an Indian kind of taste to it okay and i was like oh you know i've never like tried a kebab this. or something yeah like a kebab so then, yeah. eh, why not give it a try you know what i absolutely loved it really and i if you had not told me that it was not real meat uh-huh. i would not have known the difference okay see that surprises me it surprised me too so that uh after i got back um i tried an actual impossible burger at uh a uh, a restaurant which i will not name but it is also very similar to the name of Batman Sidekick, blue. with a with the color in front of it. Blue. Yeah, uh, blue, blue Nightwing. Bl- yeah. That's what that is. Nah. Yeah. Uh, and so I ordered their Impossible Burger. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not as good as the one I had in Disney, but once again, uh, if you had not told me, mm-hmm. I would have thought it was just an awful burger. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Now, to be fair, though, can't really any burger that's not be be the Impossible Burger? Well, you know, I mean, it's just the brand name, but I would have called it the Improbable Burger. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Irresponsible Burger. <laughs> Trademark. Yeah, exactly. You know, at least, but at the very least, it was not the Inedible Burger. Okay. Which is good. Right. Now, 
uh, this has inspired me Uh-oh. to create my own uh, sort of uh, meatless fish sandwich. I want to do a fish sandwich that is uh, not real fish, that is like fake fish. And I want to call it Fish and Impossible. <laughs> yes. And that was a big lead up for that. Oh, that was amazing. That was a big lead up for that. Wait one. a minute. Jeez. Can't you already get imitation fish? Yeah, I know. But I was just, you know. Someone explain to me how you can fake fish. There's that K with a crab. But that's oh. a, but that's actually made of some fish. other kind of bottom feeding suction like, eel. Ew, ew. Oh. I don't know. So what you're saying is don't go to McDonald's and get the filet of fish. Oh, no. But those are so good. Right. I love the filet of fish. Give me that play fish. Give, Give me, me that, that fish. fish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Done. So Memorial Day. Yes, the most important part of this podcast. That's right. We'll just Let's we, get back we on got track. Off, yeah. Uh, now you would think, being you know, being you, that you <laughs> listeners, that if we were going to do a Memorial Day show, what what would the topic do you think be? Mm, Tom Cruise war movies. Yeah, or something similar to that. You would think like maybe uh, maybe war movies or. Military movies or mm-hmm. things like that. Movies about flags. Yes. Well, that would be for Flag Day, but we're going to, I don't think we're going to do is that. Is that a either. real holiday? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, but instead, we decided to take the name of Memorial Day somewhat more literally. <laughs> and so we are going to discuss movies that have to deal with uh, amnesia or mm-hmm. mental situations, you know. That have to do with memory. Mistaken identities. Mista- yeah, that kind of a thing. Yep. So we decided to go off on a little bit of a different uh, tangent here. A huge tangent. A huge tangent. Yep. And speaking of tangent, Manda here is going to go first with her first pick. Was I? Yes. I forgot. Oh, but oh, Let's but not do that okay. for All the right. entire podcast. Just, like, <laughs> <laughs> just one twice was enough. All no, right. No promises, though. So my first one, I've talked about it before, but it's absolutely one of my favorite movies ever. I chose uh, Mrs. Winterborn. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's from 1996, and it, is, it stars, or excuse me, it was directed by Richard Benjamin, who, coincidentally, Love him. also made Made in America. Yes, and one of my favorite movies of all time. Mermaids. Called, nope, my favorite year with uh, Peter O'Toole. Oh, oh I, yeah. I didn't know about that one. That's an 80s movie, and it's wonderful. Is it? Yeah. But Made in America, Ted Dancing. Oh, yeah. Whoopi made Goldberg. Yep. They love each other. They did. And they made a baby. Yes, they did. With three men. Hey, <laughs> that's a different movie. I'm that's sorry. a different movie. But also Tom Selleck was in that and his mustache was on point. Oh, man. But no, this one. <laughs> Mrs. Winterborn. From 1996, it stars Ricky Lake, Brendan Fraser, Shirley MacLaine. Obviously, like, huge name cast, right? Yeah. And I don't think Ricky Lake has been in too many movies, but this is probably one of her more famous ones, along with, like, what is that called? Crybaby? Crybaby. Love oh, Good Cry movie. Baby. Good Love movie. movie. But couldn't do it. Too sad. So, anyways, um, it's loosely based on the book called uh i married a dead man <laughs> by someone called cornell woolrich all right then no i mean loosely okay so like super loosely but essentially the um plot here is ricky lake doesn't start off very well in her life you know mm. she doesn't have a good chance her mom's gone she's missing that mommy figure she has a dad who's not that very nice to her so she, what do you do you run away and you join you know the circus maybe or you become like someone really famous in new york city Oh, yeah, yeah. so she's what she tries to do. And she meets somebody who unfortunately takes advantage of her in many ways, including mm. her heart. And also she gets a baby. Oh, dear. So she's at a point, she's at a breaking point, right? And she has to get on a train because she's like, well, I, I just want to get out of the city. I have no money, but I'm going to sneak my way in a train. So she does that. And she ends up meeting Brendan Fraser, 
and he's a very kind person, very, very warm hearted towards her and helps her evade like being thrown off the train by the ticket guy because he actually lies and says, oh yeah, this is my wife and you know, whatever. Then bad things happen, right? Train crashes. Oh. Yeah. And both Brendan Fraser and his wife, his missus, they're not with us anymore. Oh. They departed. So the kind of twist here is that previous to this happening ricky lake tried on the ring of brendan fraser's wife because they were kind of getting this like girl time gal pal so when she survived this train wreck and inevitably gave birth to her son she was still wearing the wedding ring and that was her only identification wow so now she has to be mrs brendan fraser because the family thinks having never met his wife before that she's his wife and so she has to go along with this game and it's I don't want to spoil it because it's like, I want people to watch it for what it is, but it's a really cute, funny drama movie about how she navigates life as somebody else. When a stranger arrived, Mrs. Winterbourne thought she was family. What do we know about her? Nothing. Now. This is a Rolls Royce. Oh, that's like the Cadillac of automobiles, huh? Before they discover who she really is. I don't fit in here. Nobody fits in here. She'll become the Winterbourne. She's hiding something. They all need her to be. Unless you start treating her with some respect, I'm going to take you over my knee and spank you. Marco, my money's on her. Mrs. Winterbourne. Somebody been smoking in here? Special sneak preview Saturday night. And how she keeps up a, a lie, essentially, wow. until she's caught. But Brendan Fraser, um, he plays a twin. So that was a bit odd at okay. first. Yeah, like he, the guy who, he just, he has a twin. And it's, he plays himself and it, it's weird. But um, he's a very snobby man. And one of my favorite scenes, though, is because it's based in Boston, like the story, mm. they're walking down um, past Paul Revere's house. And he's talking about like how he as a child would play with his younger brother and one was a red coat, one was a Minuteman, whatever. And I was just like, Oh, that's so cool because that's our history. I mean, we are in the middle of the ocean right now, the Atlantic Ocean. But we do hail from the New England area. At least I do. Yes, I don't. You do not. Do you not. weren't lucky enough. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and that is something that I did in my uh, various youth years, my my, my young days, was follow the freedom trail right past paul revere's house like that one area and it's a really cool place if you haven't been there before but anyways that's my first pick it fits into the genre of mistaken identity even though it's kind of also like like a lie lie to riches type of deal let's see scores imdb (laughs) gave it a 6.2 out of 10 metacritic gave it a 39 Mm. and rotten tomatoes are you ready gave it a seven percent whoa <laughs> not even joking wow yeah i i'm giving it 8.10 because i i thought it was funny i i got the whole mystique out of it and i i thought it was just really cute the little romance that eventually forms and i won't spoil it any further than that you can currently right now watch it on voodoo or amazon prime for 2.99 it's not available free anywhere but if you want to catch a couple snippets you can of course find that stuff on youtube right but yeah, first pick. Nice. Yeah, Ricky Lake. Rest right. in peace. Ricky Lake, whatever ha- What? What? Just kidding. Continue. Don't don't scare me like that. <laughs> wow. All right. So my first pick mm-hmm. is kind of like <clears throat> the best fast food you've ever had. It tastes great. It's satisfying. You don't feel gross afterwards, but it's still fast food. Okay. So once you're done, you kind of like move on. Yeah, sure. So I'm talking about the 1996, also 96 movie. Ooh. The Long Kiss Goodnight. I've heard of it, never seen it. So this is about as 90s a film as you can get without having Sandra Bullock in it. <laughs> it has a, a, a fresh off Pulp Fiction Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. And Gina Davis. Oh, 
I love her from yeah. like, um, Beetlejuice. Yep. So, The Long Kiss Goodnight was directed by a man named Rennie Harlan. If that name does sound familiar, then you know that he directed Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger, Deep Blue Sea. Oh, I love that. And, tragically, Cutthroat Island, which also starred Gina Davis and Matthew <laughs> Modine. <laughs> that film pretty Deep much... Deep Blue Sea was good, though. Yeah, that was good. Also had Samuel L. Jackson in it. Right, and a shark. And a shark, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With Samuel L. Jackson in the shark, which, you know, that's a whole other thing. I'm right tired there. of these mother... Never mind. Yeah. yeah. The sharks in the mother trucking ocean. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ugh. Now, this movie was written by a man named Shane Black. Mm. And once again, if you know that name, Ian you McShane? know. Nope, not Ian McShane. Shane Black, who wrote the first Lethal Weapon. He also yeah. wrote The Last Action Hero. He wrote The Monster Squad, which is a great, great movie. Great, funny monster movie. He directed Iron Man 3. He directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys. Okay, yeah. So not a bad pedigree. Lethal Weapon was really funny. Yeah. So you've got, you know, these two guys who have a great sort of track record, mostly for movies. So did they manage to make a great movie with The Long Kiss Goodnight? Well, yes and no. (laughs) Gina Davis plays a woman named Samantha. Now, she has built a new life for herself after she was found eight years earlier, washed up on a beach with no memory, and also being several months pregnant. Oh, wow. Now she has her daughter and a husband, but no memories of her previous life. So it's been eight years since she was discovered. In comes Detective uh, Detective Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) I can't wait to see that. I know. Me too. He's hired by Samantha to try to look into her missing past. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens is Samantha is in a car accident and she gets a concussion. This kind of jars something loose in her mind. Mm-hmm. And she starts exhibiting these unbelievable fighting skills she had no idea she had. What? So, you know, it, it's and it's pretty amazing. So she's got like all these like acrobatic skills, fighting. She can do all this stuff. She has no idea how or why she knows how to do this. Hello, girls. Caitlin, come help me in the kitchen. Hurry up, because I forget where it is. That's her mom. She's got amnesia. What if you couldn't remember your real name, your first kiss, or your last goodbye? I don't remember. All your memories. Name's Charlie. I'm coming back. Came flooding back to you. Even Charlie? Long time. One bullet at a time. My name is Samantha Kane. No, 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 forget all that. I'm in the GTA. Then quit. You're an assassin working for the United States government. We have 24 hours. We find her and we kill her. Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson, The Long Kiss, Good Night, directed by Rennie Harlan. So together, Samantha and the detective have to find out who she really is and why someone wants her dead. Ooh. So yeah, so the, her whole past starts to unravel. She has to leave her husband and daughter behind because they're not safe. And the two of them, and by the way, Samuel L. Jackson and Gina Davis have great chemistry in this movie. Right. The dialogue is like so sharp between the two of them. It's so good. And the action sequences are absolutely amazing. For for that time period, for the mid-90s. Right. 
it's you know it, and it exemplifies kind of a lot of those 90s like quick edits and things like that but pre-kill bill uh, yeah but the direction is really good the dialogue is really good the acting is really good it's so stylish it's so <laughs> stylishly made right and you know the script is really the the the, the words are so stylized and the language is great um it's very implausible <laughs> None of this could happen. Right. There's a whole scene where Gina Davis is strapped to a water wheel being tortured, uh, which is a little odd. Um, but, you know, it's like I said, it was the 90s. Anything yeah. anything yeah. goes in the 90s. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a fun. It's just a fun action film to watch. Right. And, you know, you just, you know, you sit down, get some popcorn, enjoy this great example of mid 90s action movie entertainment. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and there are worse ways to kill a couple hours. Let me <laughs> yeah. just say that. Let me just say that. Now, uh, let's go to the rating, shall we? Yes. 6.8 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database. It has over 65,000 ratings. Respectable. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it only it was like maybe 11 or 12, which is weird. Huh. Um, and But that's, you know, you don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Well. Shh. Unless you sponsor us, which I mean, we can trust you all the sponsor. way. Yes, please. It is available to rent on iTunes for two dollars and ninety nine cents, mm-hmm. or Vudu for three ninety nine. So guess where you're going to go? Go to <laughs> iTunes to do that because it's a dollar cheaper. And why wouldn't you? Obviously. So the long kiss, good night, Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson, nineties action. I say check it out. All right, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think a lot of these nineties movies, though, ah, uh, they stand up. I do. They do. They really do. Which is weird, right? Because you would think, well, okay, mo- most generations, they, you know, they get past it. Cool. We're done with it. But I can see that, like, leading, like I said, into, like, things like Kill Bill and whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. And you could pretty much, like, they, they started to throw almost any premise at you and they, you know, and you'd buy it. Like right. Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good movie, though. Yeah. Oh, I love Face Off. Yeah, that was a good movie. Nicolas Cage, John Travolta swapping faces. <laughs> How could Sounds you good not? Sounds good to me. Exactly. Just, just give it to me. I yeah. love it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I have no problem <laughs> with those movies at all. Oh, uh, yeah. That was good. Thank you. Okay. I, I got one that, yeah, it's definitely different. Um, And I've mentioned it before, too. So, mine... Uh, my second pick is from 1963. Ooh, going yeah. back a ways. Yeah, before, before I was born. Even oh, really? I was born. Oh. I know, right? Cool. I, there weren't that guess. many movies made before I was born. <laughs> Mostly the silent ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Houdini and all that. So um, <clears throat> mine is called Move Over Darling. I have not heard of this. Yes. Okay. Let me tell you about it. It stars our very recently departed Doris Day. Oh, Doris So Day. sad. Kesara. I know. Mm. She was 93 or 97. She was up there. She, yeah. She, um, she lived a long time. She did. But she was, oh, I love her. She's in so many iconic roles. Yep. But um, she's in this with James Garner, uh, Thelma Ritter. She, I, I've never seen her in, and Thelma Ritter this is, in anything other than this movie, but she just seems so iconic and so classic. I could see her in anything as the grouchy old lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she is. She's the human version of Oscar the Grouch. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> but in a good way, because, I mean, you really do love Oscar. We do, even though he's homeless. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He is. He's homeless. He lives in a he garbage can. He's kid. homeless. This, hey, you know what? Don't make fun of his home. His home. I'm, na- I'm not making fun, but I just feel bad that nobody else on Sesame Street will help him. Well. Because he's homeless. But he has a home. It's the trash can. Is there no, is there no shelter on, at Sesame Street? I mean, uh, come on. Not since help Mr. Cooper died. 
Oh, Mr. Hooper. Oh, I still miss Mr. Hooper. This is getting too sad. Anyways, my movie is called Move Over Darling, and it stars, like I said, Doris Day, James Garner. So essentially what happens here is um, James Garner and Doris Day are in love. They're madly in love with each other. Everything's great. She goes on to some like marine trip. She's in the marine, something like that. And she ends up getting um, shipwrecked on an island Ooh. with another sailor guy. Yeah. With a volleyball. And, yes. <laughs> what? and um she forgets who she is because she you know it was an accident she got hurt head hit whatever whatever forgets who she is so she essentially lives the life of uh you know who she fabricates for herself with this other gentleman and forgets all about her husband all about her two lovely daughters like everything so we then fast forward to the beginning of the movie where James Garner is marrying another woman because he's just had her, his previous wife, Doris Day, legally pronounced dead Ooh. because she's been missing for like, you know, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 years, something like that. N- not that long, but you know, he's like, I time to move on. So he's with this woman called Bianca and Bianca is just so, she is the epitome of like childish and spoiled and ugh, annoying. But they're on their honeymoon, right? And all of a sudden, guess who pops back into the picture? Doris Day, and she has her memory back. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. And she's like, well, where's my husband? Where are my kids? She goes to see to the house, and, um, you know, everything's changed. The phone number's changed. Um, it's weird. So she's, like, in this, like, fantasy world, doesn't understand it. Finally, she realizes that Nick, her husband, James Garner, is <laughs> going to get married, or is married to this other woman. And so now it's about revealing herself to him. Hello, I'm Doris Day. And on the other side of this hedge, James Garner, who plays my husband, is making love to Polly Bergen, who plays his wife. Now, wait a minute. What am I saying? I'm his wife, and she's his wife. Hmm? That's right. And if you oh. want to have the laugh of your life, watch them unscramble this torrid triangle in their new movie, Move Over Darling. And then they have to figure out a way to carefully let Bianca down. <laughs> because they want to stay with each other now that they realize each other's you know they're alive and they're like <laughs> romance again right oops so so it comes to the end where like they're in a court <laughs> and I, I don't want to spoil it too much but like basically like is he a bigamist when he got married again but i mean really he like didn't know she was alive and it's really funny it's got s- super awkward <laughs> it's right? awkward yes but it's got some really classic um moments and i think the reason why i picked it was because it's one of the first movies I ever remember watching. Um, my grandmother forced me to watch a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, even at my young age, I understood the premise and I thought it was funny. Mm. And I really, really enjoyed it. So um, don't knock old movies until you try it. Exactly. Honestly. Like, Especially yeah. black and white. I have so many, I've heard so many people, I don't like black and white movies. I love black and white movies. Come on. Because I love interpreting in my own brain what something looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, just uh, For example, Godzilla. I loved watching the original Godzilla because it was in black and white. Yeah. And I always thought he was purple. Okay. Yeah, never mind. But in any case, in any case, um, <laughs> this movie is just hilarious. It's funny. It's adorable. It's romantic. It's sweet. It's everything that you expect from a Doris Day slash James Garner right. yeah. collab. Which, by the way, James Garner, I love him. Oh, he's great. He's so good looking. Yeah. Right? He's maverick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Also, um, Rockford, Jim Rockford. Rockford yes. Files. And we talked about him too recently. He was in uh, the presidential movie. Oh yeah. My fellow. Americans. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Scores. IMDb gives it a respectable 7.0. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 78%. I'm giving it a 9.0. 
That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty high That's up pretty there. Good. I really, really enjoyed it. And I really encourage anybody to go ahead and check it out. Now, it is available only for rent, which on most platforms you can find it for three ninety nine. But, oh, man, Doris Day. She had a beautiful voice. She sang so much in the movie, too. Um, I guess she's really known for that, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, she's in so many classic films. And it's just so sad that we heard the news actually today, yeah. That yeah, as, um, as a recording this, yeah, that she had passed away. So... Rest in peace, Doris Day. We love you. Thank you for everything. And thank you for having an affair with Burt Reynolds in the 70s. Well, yeah. Which is a thing. It it definitely happened. it definitely happened. In any case, that's my second pick. Great. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So you see, like, I did kind of like the mistaken identity, identity the first one. Right. And the second one was like, oh, yeah, I actually forgot who I was. Amnesia. 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 I like that. Amnesia. Amnesia. I had amnesia. (laughs) With the aluminium tools. Absolutely. (laughs) Took the lift. I forgot because I have amnesia. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) Enough of that nonsense. Oh, yeah. You can go now. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) My next pick is a 1982 British film called The Sender. What's happening? I've got a bad feeling about this one. Is the doctor coming? Did you see his eyes? Hey, what are you doing? What's the matter? What are you afraid of? You can't go in there. Stop! Stop! The sender, his nightmare, will become your reality. Coming soon from Paramount Pictures. Now, the sender is about... A young man with amnesia. Amnesia. Who, after an unsuccessful suicide attempt, is oh. taken to a psychiatric facility. Mm-hmm. Now, they call him John Doe number 83 <laughs> because he, you know, apparently they have 82 other John Doe's. <laughs> right, that don't know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, get in line, John Doe. <sighs> so they assign him a, uh, a psychiatrist. Okay. To try to see if there's... Uh, any way that they could bring back or help him with his uh, his memory issues. Yeah. Now, the doctor is played by uh, Catherine Harold, really good actress. She starts having these really nightmarish hallucinations. Uh-oh. Soon after, she starts working with this guy. And he's, he's just, you know, he's just a young guy, very unassuming, very kind of quiet, you know. And so for some reason, though, she starts these having these, like, really bizarre like waking dreams and she begins to uh, not really know what's real and what's not anymore. This kind of sounds like the backstory to Harley Quinn and Joker. That's interesting. It's interesting, you know, but she's, you know, she believes that this new patient is somehow the cause of these hallucinations. And it turns out that's correct. Uh-oh. Uh, he is what they refer to as a sender. So he's someone who can telepathically send his thoughts to others. Well, that's creepy. And he does this both unconsciously and consciously. So when he's asleep, his nightmares, he's sending these nightmares to the doctor. Oh, wow. Which is kind of a freaky thing if you think about it. Yeah. you have, you know, you have no control over what you're seeing, you're basically linked to this other person whose anxieties and fears are being projected to you. <sighs> so it would be like if somebody else had schizophrenia, but you were the one hearing the voices and experiencing that. So it's a really cool, a really cool premise. 
And really scary. Yeah, it is really scary. And that's uh, and that's probably the main draw for this movie for me. Sure. Because it's it's very kind of the, the whole hallucinogenic atmosphere of the movie is really cool. Uh, the psychiatric uh, hospital setting also gives it kind of that weird kind of uh, moody yeah. moody vibe to it. Those settings are always creepy. Yeah. And it's kind of this dreamlike atmosphere. Um, it's not... If you're looking for a, a, a gory, splattery kind of thing, this is not it. This is a, this is a fairly slow-moving film, but that's okay because it makes up for it with this really great sort of atmospheric feel. And it's, you know, uh, you can't really expect to have this. It's not action-packed. It's got some really cool visuals, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sadly, though, it does kind of fizzle out in the last act of the movie when uh, John Doe 83's mother shows up and it kind of turns into some uh going from this psychic thing to some kind of supernatural religious kind of stuff uh because the the mother tries to convince the doctor that he's evil that the you know and all that kind of stuff but it you know it kind of fizzles out a little bit but overall it's a solid parapsychological horror Ooh, film you like that? wow really good performances all around uh the uh, it stars Zelko Ivanek. This was his first movie, but if you if you've ever seen you if you re- you'd recognize this guy if you saw him because he's a character actor that's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, right now he is on the CBS TV series Madam Secretary as the chief of staff. Hmm. But this was his first very young first movie. It was directed <laughs> by a gentleman named Roger Christian. Roger now, Christian. if you know anything about really bad movies, <laughs> you will know this name because this is the gentleman that directed Battlefield Earth, huh. which is considered by many to be one of the worst movies ever made. Battlefield Earth. This was the, the sort of pseudo-Scientology movie uh, that John Travolta wanted to make. Oh, uh, And it's awful. Is it he is a Scientologist? Big time. <gasps> And this is Battlefield Earth. Watch it just to be amazed at how bad it is. The entire film seems to have been shot at a 45-degree angle. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. But he also, that pretty much almost killed his career. Is doing, it worse than Star Wars 1? Oh, my God. By leaps and bounds, yes. It's uh, worse than Star okay. Wars 1. I can at least watch bits and pieces of Star Wars 1. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. <laughs> but not Battlefield Earth. Ugh. It is, the, it is an ugly movie. It is just ugly. The lighting is ugly. The sets are ugly. The characters are ugly. Everything's ugly. John Travolta's ugly. I'm sorry, John Travolta. <gasps> oh, wow. You're wearing that weird Bob Marley wig. I don't know what's going on in that Wait movie. a minute. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to check it out because it's that bad. Yeah. But the performances were really good. Uh, and it's an enjoyable kind of early 80s, very atmospheric movie. It was produced entirely. It was produced in England, even though none of the actors really are English. Uh. But it has that. It does have that feel because, you know, when you see... Uh, films made uh, made in England, they do have a different kind of a feel to it. Sure. I mean, if you see, like for horror movies, if you watch, let's say, Hellraiser. Yeah. That has an entirely different kind of feel to it because it was made in England. Okay, yeah. And there's there's that kind of like interesting sort of vibe you get from it. So let's get to the scores, shall we? Yes. So this gets a 6.1 out of 10 on mm. the Internet Movie Database and a 33%. Ooh. On Rotten Tomatoes, which it does not deserve. Thank you very much. <laughs> so it is available to rent from YouTube 
Amazon Prime Video, and Google Play for a whopping $2.99. That's The Sender, the 1982 parapsychological horror movie. Have Check fun it with out. that. Check it out. Have fun. <laughs> Let it fill your nightmares. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually really interested in that. I, th- I, think, I'll, I think I'll watch that one. That yeah. one looks good. Yeah. It's a good one. It yeah. is really good. So there you go. I have a couple honorable mentions. Please do. So I was thinking like memory stuff. What can I think about? Yeah. How about movie Overboard? You ever seen Overboard, that? Overboard, yeah. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Yeah, the original. Yeah, the original. So one. funny. So cute. Love that one. And then I was also thinking Double Jeopardy. Have you seen that one? That's the one with Ashley Judd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was like talking about psychological thriller. Yeah, yeah. That was really, really good. Oh, like, and I also found out Double Jeopardy, I guess, is a law that if you can't be committed or you can't be convicted of the same crime right. twice. exactly. Yeah. I found out through that that film. Yeah. Yeah. It is not, uh, well, it is not, in fact, referring to the game show. Uh, <laughs> Alex Trebek. I love him. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, we're pulling for you, Alex. Yeah, absolutely. So Sending good vibes your way, man. Yeah, absolutely. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is. All right. So anything... Any shout-outs, anything special that you want to talk about? Yeah, I think I've got a couple. So, you know how a couple episodes ago we talked about the Belligerence podcast? Yes, we did. Yeah, so I actually posted something on our on our Instagram where they gave us that shout-out. They're doing this really cool thing where they're filming their podcast now. Yeah. And they're trying to do is this sort of ride-along-with-them theme where they'll be in their car. Oh, cool. Being belligerent. Of course. <laughs> um, but I just take, I can't wait to see what, what they do. So thanks so much for the shout out, guys, and all the love that you give us. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we're so close to that 1,000 download threshold. I mean, probably by the time this goes up, we may even hit that. That would be so cool. That would be so... I mean, in all seriousness, no joking aside, it really means the world to us. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening, who continues to listen. Thanks, Mom. Um, <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your friends. If tell you like pets. this... Tell your pets, exactly. Secret Lights of Pets... Is it two? Two. Yeah, that's coming out soon, isn't it? I believe it is. I don't think I watched the first one. first one wasn't bad. Yeah, was it cute? It was cute. All right, cool. I mean, I'm, I'm always down for a good, you know, triple F. Yeah. So, um, having said that, we really want to reach that marker. So, if you would be so inclined, please go ahead and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, our Overcast. Friends at, our friends at Podbean. Podbean. Really, you can find us in so many places, especially on our social medias, the Deep Dive Podcast on Instagram. You can also email us your feedback to the deep dive podcast at gmail.com. We really, really love feedback. Just just the good stuff, obviously. But if you're lucky, maybe we'll read out your feedback in the next episode. That's right. Yeah, maybe. And of all the places where you can find us, the most important place is in your heart. In your heart. <sighs> that little what is that oh man have you angina seen? what what <laughs> i was gonna say heart palpitation uh, is that yeah, what that is yeah. yeah no what's what is that movie where he's a he's a lightning bug and then he dies and then goes up and joins a star oh princess and the frog that's right yeah the little little creole um lightning bug yeah. who's voiced by what's his name tigger the guy who plays tigger and winnie the pooh and yeah yeah i knew you were talking about yeah it. yeah, yeah. so he I don't, I'm not going to spoil it, but basically he loves a star called Evangeline. <laughs> and then when he unfortunately passes away, he goes and joins that little star. Where that little star? 
we're next to Evangeline in your heart. That was a reach, but okay. The, I'll go with that. Well, yeah. Please, please subscribe. Yes, <laughs> we please. really appreciate it. We'll beg. We, we really, we have no shame. No shame at all. No, we will do whatever you want. Yeah. What? Manda will do whatever you want. That is not in the contract. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but please subscribe. We do release episodes every two weeks. And a little bit of a uh, side note here. I will be taking a hiatus. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You didn't. What? No. I You're told, not allowed to leave the bathosphere. I'll I be by liter- myself. I literally told you that you will be fine. I left you an emergency number on the little fridge thing. Is you, that what that was? I thought it was for pizza delivery. And you wonder why it never came. Hmm. Hmm. It was a little soggy. It was the poison control number. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> um, I wonder why I was delivering a peachy dish, huh? You shouldn't have eaten that expired ham. Nope. Ooh, gross. No. But I am going to visit ye old London town. So, if any of our listeners happen to know some really cool shows I can check out while I'm there, some cool obscure movies, I would love to do some research while I'm there. And guess what? I will call in and correspond like the weather girl that I am. Live via satellite. Live via satellite. So, you don't have to miss me too, too much. Okay. Okay? You promise. I promise. All right. But that's all I got for this week's episode. I think it was pretty good. I like it. Yeah. It was was wholesome. It was wholesome. Right? I feel good about it. Unlike belligerents. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is a great podcast. Yeah. That is not wholesome it's in not any wholesome way. It's not wholesome at all. No. But please check them out. They're yes, our good friends. Awesome. And they really, really are awesome. So that's pretty much it. Great. What are we going to do in our next dive? What are we going to do? We are actually going to discuss video game movies. What? Yes. Insert coin here. Who? What? Yeah. Coin slot? Coin slot, whatever that Yeah, means. whatever that means to you. Actually, know. we are trying to reach a demographic that is much younger than yourself. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> just that kidding. shouldn't be too hard <laughs> ah, just most kidding. people my age don't know what a podcast is <laughs> uh, anyways yeah video games yeah. i'm excited all right all right get your controllers ready that's it let's take us out are you ready i'm ready all right in three two, two one thousand downloads yep that's i'm not even mad at that one let's do it okay see you next week bye Special thanks to Spirits of the Symphonic and Echocraft for our amazing theme music. Links to both artists can be found on our website, thedeepdivepodcast.podbean.com. If you like us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, or wherever fine podcasts are found. This episode is dedicated to those men and women who have made the ultimate sacrifice while serving in the United States Armed Forces. Thank you for your service.